People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now, there's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. Welcome, you motherfuckers. <laughs> you say, happy Friday, fuckers, on your yep. beer chugs and harmony. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> happy Wednesday, fuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers. I can't rip off your gimmick. Nah, you're fine. Uh, welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nate, and this is episode 2222. Of the extremely successful, not quite most downloaded, but well on its way, uh, podcast on the interweb. Uh, and you know, you can get it anywhere. I don't know where you're listening to it from, but jasonbailey.com, you go there and you can get on the iTunes. What are all the other doing? How do people, like, what do you think people mostly download this podcast on? I don't know. I don't know what the percentages are, but. I what mean- am I looking at? This is Blackbean, right? Uh, uh, Podbean. Podbean. But they, they send it out to everybody else. So Okay, so they send this out to all those little boxes up there. Yeah, well, I, I registered them. So Well, you're the man. They're connected. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it just depends. Um, I mean, yeah, iTunes, Spotify, um, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. What's uh, this one with the little one? Uh, Google Podcasts. Go- Google has a podcast thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Really? I think that we're probably the most popular on iTunes or iHeart. Yeah, I would maybe say iTunes or Spotify. Spotify is big. I got to tell you, iHeart, I was so wrong about the whole iHeart movement because I was at Clear Channel, which was what iHeart was called before they went to iHeart Media. Mm -hmm. It was Clear Channel Communications. And I worked for that company uh, on the radio side for 17 years, pre-podcasting and apps and all this shit. And I remember coming back to orlando i forget what year this was apps weren't that big of a deal at the time uh believe it or not that was not that long ago or maybe it was that long ago who knows and i came back after sitting through a app seminar from jacobs media there's a big name in 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 the radio world or just in the the world Mm -hmm. uh industry and i came back with all this information and i went to my boss and i said to her i said look this is what we need to do this is how it works gave her all these statistics and this and this and that, not knowing what their plan was, which she obviously smarter than me knew it was happening, but she shot it down. She goes, Jason, there's no way that people are going to download all these apps on their phone. I don't even know all the apps on my phone. And she picks up her phone and starts scrolling through the phone. And she goes, I don't even use three quarters of these apps. Aren't going to be as big of a deal as you think they are. And they're definitely not going to replace websites. I said, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And I was right, right? Yeah. You know, but when Clear Channel went to iHeart, it irritated me because all they wanted us to do as radio personalities is promote this iHeart thing. And I thought it was bullshit. You know, like they had a handful of talent that they they coddled and that's all they cared about. And I, I just was, it pissed me off. But, you know, they're smart. And what they did, they've got a brilliant guy that runs the company and Bob Pittman who's one of the creators uh, really of MTV. And so like I was totally wrong about the whole iHeart movement, like wrong, 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 wrong. But you're right about the apps. I was right about the apps, but that's just a small portion of it, you know? And I mean, for us to be on the iHeart media app and not having to work for iHeart media, 
it was pretty cool. Even though I worked for the company for 17 years, mm. you would think that they would have done me a solid. But with the shoot to grill, we tried to get them to pick that shit up and they didn't want anything to do with it. But this one they picked up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking, yeah, with the our highest listened to is uh Apple Podcast, then Spotify, then iHeart, then uh Google Podcast. Oh, you got that, huh? Yep. That's neat. That was pretty quick too. Uh big thanks to Lionware. You know, that's the athletic clothing from those dudes at the University of Alabama, the Sigma Kai's that you know we talk about on the podcast. I gotta tell you, those guys are making moves in their company. It's kind of neat to see. You know, they've revamped their website. Oh, got some new camel toe on there. Oh my god. They they've like like totally taken this company up a notch. So if you I still gotta fill it. They sent me an email like I, I'm an ambassador to oh, Lionware. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, but I know if you listen to this podcast and you want some dudes, some great athletic wear, ladies, you know, the leggings, that's big. Yeah, they got some good stuff. Put in the code Bailey15, B as in boy, A-I-L-E-Y-1-5 at checkout and you get a discount. I don't know what the discount is, but it is a discount. If there's any problems, let me know and I'll take it up with Lionware. But it's Lionware.shop. Lionware.shop, S-H-O-P. Uh, all right, so this week's uh, episode is going to focus on not only mine, but Nate's vacation mm-hmm. uh, that we've taken, vacations that we've taken in the last couple of weeks. Nate, you know, went to Egypt, which we went for a fucking bachelor party. I think last <laughs> episode I was talking about that a little bit because I was riding solo, and I'm like, who the fuck goes to Egypt on a bachelor party? That's just ridiculous. I would have beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> if one of my friends came to me and said, Jason... Uh, I want to go to like, especially like if I'm the best man in the wedding, I've got to do everything with them. Jason, I want to go to Egypt for my bachelor party. I would go tell him to suck an anaconda's tit. <laughs> That's just not happening. Yeah. Well, imagine if you got invited to a wedding, cause we probably saw 60 weddings while we were there over the course of a week. Oh, those Egyptians get married left and right. Yeah. No, it's all they do. Yeah. It wasn't even them. It was just people coming in, getting married there. Like the hotels, every hotel we stayed at. Every night there was a wedding. You saying people from out of the country go to Egypt to get married? Yeah, apparently. Why? I don't know. Do they get married on top of the Sphinx? No, but the first hotel. I'd we, like to get married on top of a Sphinx. That would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, the first hotel. Pictures we with at, my bride on the top of a Sphinx. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good pics. And all three of us, like with King Tut, <laughs> or two of us. Yeah, he'd be the third if you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. What? <laughs> uh, I was just like, yeah, the first hotel we stayed at overlooked the pyramid, so of course there's a lot of weddings happening there. Yeah, I thought my first wedding at the Hard Rock Hotel in Orlando was pretty damn cool, and having Brent from Shinedown sing our first song, but getting married in Egypt. How much? Can you tell me how much roundabout this trip cost? I don't. I couldn't really. I, I haven't sat down and really like added it all up, but I'd say maybe like fifteen hundred. Holy shit! You went to Egypt for five. For what days? Oh, days. Um, I think it ended up being seven or eight. Seven with, or eight with, days with for travel. Fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, I, and I did buy the uh, the plane ticket with points. So, oh, not your points. No, my points. How do you have Delta points? You don't fly Delta because I I do. I have a Delta credit card. Do you really? Yeah. I learned something I've known you for a very long time. Yeah. You've I got, never disclosed that information got, to me. I got all the credit cards except for American Airlines. You've never told me that. What else are you hiding from our friendship? Um, I got a Southwest card, too. You have not told me that either. You are full of surprises today, <laughs> Nathaniel. Did. Oh, yeah. Don't even start me on my United card. <laughs> uh, we, we, we found out, I think we talked about this on the radio show, is that because you took, you went from Atlanta to Minneapolis and then to Paris 
and then to Cairo. Right. There are direct flights to Cairo from Atlanta. Yeah, but they're very expensive. What, like, what's the difference? Um, Price-wise. Well, I don't know, because I got mine on on points, but I think... At How the, many points did you pay? Um, I have to look it up exactly, but I think without the points, it in, it's like 600, it was like 600 bucks, but if you do direct from Atlanta, it's like $1,200. I'd pay that in a heartbeat. An extra $600, not have to stop at two places? But then I got to do extra $600 worth of stuff. Yeah, but that's that's four ups and downs that are not needed. I also didn't want to stand on Five, a, sit on a plane. That, I mean, I know you don't like to fly. Probably uh-huh. don't want to sit on a plane for 10, 12 hours. <sighs> yeah, it's like I don't know. It was kind of nice breaking it up because I had a I had a two, an eight, and a four. Did you have any bumps? Yeah, uh, actually, it was like right when we were get, so we had to fly from Minneapolis going across the ocean up into Paris. You kind of do this arc where you go up over Canada, and soon, it, like I'm watching on the little screen in the yeah. back of the TV. And uh, it's like, as soon as we're over like the open ocean, then we started getting bumps. I was like, oh, Jason would not like this. <laughs> I actually thought about that. <laughs> How bad were the bumps? Uh, it was pretty good. I was waiting for them to come say something, but. It was that bad. Yeah. I, it, it lasted not super long, maybe like a minute or two, but you know, it feels like a lot longer. Do you count them down? Because you know, you've flown with me before. Yeah. And I punch, I'll punch your leg because it makes, it gives me a distraction from the bumps. Yeah. But I also count in my head, especially on takeoff, to get to that safe travel flight or, or height of mm-hmm. like 30,000 feet, I'll count to five minutes, which is 300 seconds. So I will, right? Yeah, 300 seconds, right? 60, 60 times five, yeah. So I will count until I get, because it's about five, it takes about five minutes to get there. Mm. And you know, and you get that, you know, like it goes up and then down a little bit. Yeah. And then, then they take a little dip to the right. And I'm like, oh, fuck, just get me to level. <laughs> yeah. Just get me to level and then I'll know I'm safe. Um, but yeah, the bumps I can't do. We had, bu- you know, it's an hour and a half flight from Atlanta, direct flight, because I, I, I can't do the ups and downs, from Atlanta to Nassau. And it's usually a sweet flight. And I get really excited when I check the weather. And I see that it's going to be a clear day because I hate flying in the rain. Like, it scares the fuck out of me. So uh, we had great weather to and back, but it seemed like the better the weather, the more the bumps. And we had some, some, wasn't nasty. I mean, I've had a lot worse turbulence before, but and it, it started out, it was like the bumpiest trip we've had going to the Bahamas. We go every year for a family vacation. And I was like, here's my first black cloud. These bumps. Now I'm freaked out. Just get me off this mofo. I can't do it. I don't like it. And it went for probably it went for it went for a little bit. It yeah. scared the scared the titties off me. Yeah. You know. It was like the air pressure. I have no idea. I don't know how this shit works. All I know is like, you know, because the, the the captain would come on. What a dick. He comes on, you know, you got the little seatbelt sign, and they turn it off. And when they turn it off, you're good. And then you look at the flight attendant sitting in that jump seat. If they don't have the oh shit, we're fucked look on their face. Then you're straight like skull. Yeah. So the sign comes off. Her face is legit. She's looking at her phone. All good. And then we hit some bumps. And this captain comes on. He sounds like he's eight. You know, and he's like, well, uh, we're uh, at our uh, flying uh, height here, ladies and gentlemen, on our way to Nassau, Bahamas, with uh, 88 degrees there and sunny. I thought we were going to have some uh, great weather. We should, but we're going to hit some rough air. Rough air, a.k.a. bumps. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put that fastened seatbelt light back on and uh, I'll keep you posted here in a minute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. So then like five or 10 minutes comes on, you know, goes by. They start to get the drink carts out, right? Because you get a little soda can. 
And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because of the continued rough air, I'm going to ask the flight attendants to take their seats. Come on, dude. That scares the shit out of me. Why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, like, it can't be that bad. And that's when you know it's bad. Mm -hmm. You know. And do they not know it's coming? I mean, you think you exactly the, the weather like man. before you go in the air, you sh- like I I can look on my Google Maps and see if there's a, a traffic backup 10 minutes up the road. Yeah. Or the weather guy can tell you if it's going to rain in a week. I don't like that. They know. Yeah. So any other black cloud moments on your trip? Um. Well, yeah, I was going there by myself. Did we cover that or was that on the radio show? Did oh, the guys. I, I talked about that last episode okay. where they like you, you traveled to. To Paris, actually Cairo by yourself because yeah. your dudes missed their flight. <laughs> yeah, I met. Uh, well, they they're on their flight and then they started getting turbulence and they had to go around some weather on the way to uh, to Minneapolis, and so they had to divert and they ran out of gas, so they had to stop at some little small airport and then they missed it. So I'm sitting in Minneapolis waiting, and I think I messaged you. I was like, "Hey, your black cloud is rubbing off on yeah. me because uh, I'm flying to Paris and Cairo by myself." <laughs> yeah, you would think that in the '90s when they created technology. For CD Walkmans to take a bump and not skip, you would think in this day and age, planes would have the technology not to be so bumpy. Yeah. If my CD doesn't skip and I'm jogging over gravel or driving over gravel, they have that technology from the 90s with that bass boost, then you would think that planes can smoothly go through bumps. That's bullshit. Yeah. Put it on some kind of trampoline or something. No joke. Yeah. So when he got there, uh, I think that was, oh, the COVID test. You had fucked on that one. Yeah. Well, and then when I was there, we we got a flat tire um, doing one of the tours. And so we had to. (laughs) What tour were you? Uh, we went to the, we were in the middle of a lion cage. <laughs> no, we, were on a, we were in an open Jeep traveling through a pack of lions. <laughs> we were in the, we were coming back from the step pyramid, one of the first pyramid or the first pyramid. What's a step pyramid, a pyramid by law. No, it, just, it looks like it has steps on oh. it. Uh, but yeah, so we, that, and we were like pyramids by marriage, <laughs> step pyramids. And we were on the side of the gravel road and, uh, and there's just cars and donkeys and stuff going by so we're in the middle of nowhere but every single person did stop and ask you know if we needed help but we just had to wait for some guy to bring a new tire were they nice over there yeah everybody was super friendly um the only thing i would say is like the the kind of the touristy sales people you know they try to sell you the little trinkets and Haggle. stuff yeah they're super pushy but um but other than that yeah everybody was really nice yeah they shut down uh in nassau like one of the things you do when you go same with like uh, Freeport or any any place, you know, third world country kind of shit where they try to sell you all the gimmicks and you buy it because you, you can and it's like $5 and you haggle with them and mm. stuff. All that shit was shut down. It was actually pretty sad. The whole downtown of Nassau was pretty much closed. A lot of the businesses had gone under. The straw market was closed down and talking to a lot of the locals and saying, you know, hey, what's, uh, you know, how'd you survive this past year? And they just said, pick up odd jobs, painting and, and doing whatever they can. They were so appreciative to have us back, you know, tourism back. Uh, but they were very strict on the mask roll. Like, you had that thing slip down, and they'd get up on that ass. Yeah. Put the mask on, man. Put it on. Yeah, put it on. So, yeah. any other ones? Uh, yeah, flat tire. And then, um, when actually, after we got the tire fixed, and we were going, we we're getting back into the city, and uh, we're in this van, and it's uh, the, the driver and the tour guide in front of us, and then we're all in the back. And uh, all of a sudden, we're at the stoplight, and the door flies open to the van, and this guy comes in. And he's like, "Hey, I need to see your passports." And so Ooh. there's a lot of there's a lot of police 
um, stops and everything where they just kind of check and make sure everything's all good. So we just kind of thought that was one of them. And then uh, we didn't all have our passwords. I had mine in my phone and I have, we all have everybody's passwords just in case anything happened. So I'm scrolling through it and he goes, who are those other people? I said, well, this is this guy right here. And uh, my buddy Frank had lost a lot of weight, so it didn't look anything like him. And he's oh, like, that's fuck. not him. He's like, where are you from? And he says, Florida. He goes, well, what country? Where's Florida? What country is this? And he was very confused. And we're like, no, no, it's a state in the United States. And he was like, I don't know about this. I'm, and so two of the four of us had our, the, the, he had our passports. And he goes, I'm going to have to take these and go check them out. And so all my buddies are like, no, no, you got, you, you can't, who, and he's asking the guide, hey, who is this guy? You know, you know, what's he doing with our passwords? And they were all freaking out. And then the the guy that pulled open the door starts laughing and he goes, I own this tour company. Welcome to Egypt. Oh, and what he, a dick. Yeah, and it was a joke. And wow. we're like, not cool. We were all really pissed, but, you know, we couldn't be mad because we're in his tour bus. But. I would have punched the <laughs> shit out of his Egyptian face hole. <laughs> yeah, they were all freaking out. What a dick. Yep. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, the pictures looked great. I mean, he did a bunch of cool shit. Saw King Tut's tomb and snuck a picture in there with the 24 karat gold mask. He did a balloon ride over Egypt for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, when's this dude getting married? Um, in February. So do you February have to get 12th. him a wedding prize since you did this trip? I would think not. I don't know. I hope not. Hopefully we're not going to some other, maybe we're going to Turkey for his wedding. <laughs> oh, do, is, is he? No, it's in Florida. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> so thinking about doing the wedding in Siberia. <laughs> yeah. By the way. Um, you know, I, this, the, this whole black cloud gimmick that we do for the podcast, I was, I know I did, we did an episode, like always the first night there's something goes wrong with the, like my bank card. And mm. I think actually I did that one by myself. Actually I did. Uh, it, it went really smoothly, you know, outside of the bumps, which, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, getting into the country, getting out of the country, getting into the country uh, went fairly smoothly. Um, it was, it was kind of like the second meet the parents, you know, where they have to fly out and everything is perfect and nothing's happening. Nothing bad is happening to Ben Stiller. Like all the lights are green and they yeah. upgrade his car and they upgrade his seat. So you're like, wow, this is too good to be true. You know, we show up to Atlantis to check in. Oh, it's good to have you back, Mr. Bailey. We're going to actually upgrade your rooms, you know, for a better view. We had a great view of the ocean and the pools. Like, what the fuck is happening? Maybe this podcast is reversing the bad juju. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's. I was going to ask you about your room because I know in the past you'd got stuck in some room where the, the fountain was out and it smelled like mold or something. We, we were in a different tower here. We actually kind of liked that tower a little bit better. But no, we were in like the main tower and we got up to our room and there was no issues. We had joining rooms with our, you know, my daughter and her friend. Uh, that had been an issue in the past. Great view. Um, everything was clean, spot on. I mean, it was great. And then as the week progressed, you know, little 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 things started happening mm-hmm. that was like setting me up for something. You know, so like the TV goes out. And then, you know, the, the Bahamian people are not the quickest to act. Urgency is not in their vo- vocabulary. Right. So, uh, you know, it called down. TV's not working. TV's not working. TV's not working. I talked to like four times. They were supposed to do something. Ran into a manager after I was working out. I said, dude, what the fuck? Come fix my TV. He said, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I'll get this handled immediately. Okay. Now, so I called down there and I'm talking to this lady. I go, look, let me talk to a manager. She goes, 
And she pulls the old where you can't win if you're pissed. Sir, please tell me what the problem is. Maybe I can help you. No, you can't. How do you know? You haven't told me. Wow, touche. You've got a point. <laughs> Damn, <it>. <laughs> <laughs> Damn smart bohemian woman. Uh, so I told her and she goes, hold on for a second, please. She just reset the TV. That's all they had to do, you know, but it lasted for like two and a half days. Like nobody ever did that. So that was like one thing, yeah. but I will tell you. So we were there for seven nights, eight days, leaving on the eighth day, gambling every night. Um, you got to wear a mask in the casino. Mississippi studs my game. They were only allowing four people at a table. Uh, it was kind of nice to have the mask on. I don't like it because you can't talk as well to others and there's not that excitement on the table as much. You feel like you're screaming. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah. But the other side of that is I drink a lot when I'm at a casino to the point where I wake up and I feel like shit. It kind of uh, governs your drinking and your bad stuff that's going in your body. Do you have to like pull your mask down, take a drink, and put it back up? Or yeah. do you have to, ha or can you have it down no. while you're actively drinking? No, no, drink, you know, mask down, yeah. you know, then drink, and then you pull it back up or they'll get up on that ass. So, you know, we're gambling. The first night was bad. Second night, not so bad as far as losing money. Third night, pretty bad. And then it was like the fourth night. Oh, the fourth night was okay. And then it was either the fourth or fifth night. I had met this guy uh, to later find out because he was wearing a Jacksonville Jaguars mask. He's the former kicker for the Jaguars, Josh Scobie. And um, it was kind of a big deal for Jacksonville because he's the all-time leading scorer. You know, that's how kickers work. Yeah. Nice guy, young guy, retired, beautiful wife. He had beautiful friends. Like, everything was beautiful oh, about him. Dick. He, I know. He was beautiful. <laughs> he was a beautiful man. Nice. Probably. His wife was beautiful. His guy friends were beautiful. Like, they pulled off the, I haven't shaved, but I don't look homeless. I look like a Miami Vice, you know, Don Johnson. I can pull off white linen pants, but I'm kind of tough. You know, like every, it was just, they're just beautiful people. Yeah. I'm like, they're not going to hang out with me. I'm not a beautiful person, you know? And it was, they were so beautiful. My wife asked me the next day, she goes, do you want me to dress up like those girls when we go out? Cause she's, I mean, she's slumming it. You know, she's wearing, you know, she dresses up to go out to dinner, but when she's gambling, she puts on the comfy, the comfy pants, you know, yeah. the, the pants we're talking about line where there's leggings and shit. Mm -hmm. I said, but you know, you look fine. You know, I was like, but you know, every once in a while you could, you know, throw a little rouge on your cheeks and yeah. do your hair and brush your teeth and shave your back. Yeah. You know, do something. Yeah. Clean up this whole house. <laughs> yeah. Clean up this house and do something. Rub my feet. <laughs> um, so anyway, we became friends uh, over the, over the time that we're gambling. They were staying at a different hotel. So this guy is the luckiest motherfucker I've ever seen at this game. Uh, there was this other guy, Henry, who was an angry Armenian from Los Angeles, older gentleman that I guess is a builder, probably had some cash to him, said he did, looks like he did. And we'd been gambling too. We hadn't been doing well for like a couple days and nobody else was playing the game, but just us. And then there'd be some stragglers that'd come in. So they were only four at a table. I'm sitting in the one seat and Henry was sitting in what would be the two seat. And there's nobody at the table. This is like the fourth night. Josh comes back and he's like, hey, what's up, Bailey or Jason or whatever. And he's like, oh. so Henry's like, well, you know, I'm going to move over to the last seat, which would be the sixth seat. But in this case, the fourth seat, the last seat, get the last cards. He's like, because I haven't done shit. So I'll let him get my cards. That was his train of thought. That was his mentality. I know uh -huh. I'm playing the game long enough. <laughs> 
So I'm betting the min, which is $10. There's four betting lines. So, you know, you can, you can, and you can triple on the back. So if you've got a pair of sixes or better, you just load up and it's a hundred dollars a hand. You can't lose. Um, Josh is betting bigger. He's betting $20. So he can go 60, 60, 60 in the back, which would be $200 a hand. If you've got sixes or better, you can load up Mm -hmm. third hand in. He starts to load up. And he'd already been drinking, and I'd already been drinking, so we're already kind of like, "Woo, let's do it!" And you could see Henry just get pissed off, and uh, and 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 he was like, "He's like, oh, he's already got a pair." He's like, oh, I need help." That's what you say, you know. So anyway, comes out, he gets quad sixes, like eighty six hundred dollars, whatever forty times two hundred is, eight thousand, eight thousand dollars. But Henry told him that he was low on his betting. Because he didn't put enough out there. So before they flipped over the cards, he helped him out. Henry was pissed, threw up his hands like, fuck this, and left. <laughs> so, you know, like, there was a, there's a part of a, a player, and there's a part of me that gets pissed too. The, the, the emotion is jealousy. Because three nights prior, talk about a black cloud of gambling. You know, in this game, they say play everything. You want to see at least one card on the three community cards, which is the flop. You have to pay to see each card. When you have a shitty hand, I play conservatively, you throw it away. I had 10-3 offsuit. It's a shitty hand. I mean, like you're really, the odds of you making anything out of that are slim to none. But you're gambling. That's what you're there for. Yeah, have, was, fun. have fun. I didn't play it. Motherfucker turns over three tens up front. Oh. Would have made like four or $5,000. Yeah. That was a couple nights prior. So I'm playing everything now, right? Yeah. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But anyway, that night was the opposite of a black cloud because Josh Scobie is the anti-black cloud serum. <laughs> he, I mean, his buddy hits quads for like four or five grand. I'm hitting full houses. So it took away a little bit of the sting from getting beat up, you know, mm-hmm. which was nice. So, you know, then the rest of the trip, it was just it just kind of dwindled even more, but that, that was towards the end. But you know, I got back with enough money to put, go back to the bank and put money in my bank account, which always makes you feel good. So like, um, that, and you know, the girl that was with us, my daughter's friend, almost drowning. There wasn't many black clouds. Well, that sounds like one. Yeah. If she would have drowned. That'd have been bad. Yeah. That would have been negative. Yeah. Her, a couple her, episodes. Her mom would have been very upset with us. So we were doing snuba. Mm-hmm. You know that is the excursion. Yeah, you put the breathing apparatus on, and you got one tank. It's on a little raft up top, and you got four tubes coming off. So four people are sharing one oxygen tank. It's kind of like a poor man's scuba or one that does not have a certification. It's like the old timey ones, right? Where they they just had the tube coming up. Yeah, but we're not wearing a copper suit. <laughs> I know, but it's the same idea. <laughs> it's Ours not silver. It's not a hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred fifty pound shoe that I have to lift in order to walk on the bottom of the ocean. The glass broke in my mask. <laughs> I have Robert De Niro up top going, "Stay down there, cookie." Um, that's from the movie Men of, uh, Honor, Men of Honor, or whatever. Anyway, so so we're 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 you know doing our snooba thing. We're underwater, looking at the fishes. I got my GoPro. I got the little thing he gave me to put in the bubble. And, yeah. And I'm behind my family, so you know I got my wife in front of me, my daughter, and her friend. Uh, her name's Tatiana. Tati, we call her. And and she's you know I, I just I just assumed if you're jumping in the ocean, you can swim. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you think so? What a dumbass! And you don't really need to swim that much. You're walking, aren't you? 
No, you're swimming. It's you're you're not you're not walking at all. Oh, you're, I thought you were walking on the bottom. No, no, no. You're you're it's it's like snuba or scuba. No, it's like snorkeling just deeper. Okay. Right. So uh I just, you know, one would assume if you go out on a boat in the middle of the ocean and you're gonna jump in and like you're a good swimmer. I, I don't know. Yeah, so, or or if you weren't, you would maybe say something. Yeah, like keep an eye out for it. <laughs> yeah. just, just something, you know. But no, nothing was said to me. Um, so anyway, we're swimming, and I just see her start panicking. You know, when we get in, and she was a little freaked out at the beginning. You know, I just thought it was some nerves, whatever. And so I come up, and we have to like bring her up to the top. And I mean, she wasn't going to drown because she had the damn thing in her mouth. But she was panicking. She was panicking. Yeah, she's frailing everywhere and stuff. So like half that whole snuba excursion, we had to kind of make sure she didn't drown or anything. Uh, you know, I was like, you don't want to go back up on the boat. There's this guy that was on the excursion. What a fucking asshole. So he, his body type reminded me of my, my cousin. And, but he was, you've seen Greece before, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, the T-birds, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You, have you seen Greece too, actually? No. Oh shit. Okay. There's one of the T-birds that's like tall and lanky and kind of goofy you know, kind of like one of those. Anyway, that's what he reminded me of. And he was with his family and he had his wife who's big and he was goofy looking like his body looked like the Liberty bell. And then his kids, like they had three kids, two of them were ugly and the other one, something was wrong with it. Okay. I'm looking at the tall one. Tall. Is this him? Yeah. 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 I see him. Yeah. He's ugly. Yeah. So, uh, so anyway, but he was being such a dick to his family and it made everybody feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he was being like an asshole. Like, he was arguing. And, like, she would say, you know, we should probably get some lunch when we get back. Or, or it's going to be time for dinner when we get back. Maybe we can go to that one place. And he's like, you always want to go to that one place. You never want to listen to the places I want to go to. <laughs> I've always suggested places, but you always want to go to the one place. It's always about you and the one place. <laughs> like, dude, shut the fuck Jeez. up. You're, you're in paradise right now. Getting ready to go in the water and look at awesome bright colored fishes. You're bitching about your wife about nothing. You're picking a fight about nothing. Yeah, calm down. So he made it real. I almost said something to him because I was like, dude, you're being a dick and right in front of your kids. So that was kind of a, a pain in the ass. So that, the drowning, the TV, uh, the bad luck at the tables, minus one night. And then we get home. So I'm like, I escaped paradise with re- without any really bad black cloud, right? Mm-hmm. Get home, unpack right away. Do you unpack when you get home right away? Uh, within twenty four hours, usually. Yeah, that's yeah. a good rule. Yeah, me too. Straight into the uh, the hamper or hang up the stuff I didn't wear. Yeah, you don't put your stuff in a dirty clothes bag. I do in my like in my suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have a bag yeah. for it. Isn't that nice? Yeah, we're smart. Mm-hmm. Your wife doesn't do that. I bet. Uh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. My wife leaves her suitcase out for months. Oh, I saw it's up there. Yeah. Still, it'll fucking sit there forever. Should we start a timer? Oh, I've always wanted to. Hope she doesn't listen to this one, but <laughs> I've like I almost did this one time. Like she'll leave shit laying in the same. She 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 like Google procrastination if you've ever if you want to see a picture of my wife. It's just her. This is all it is. <laughs> Google has replaced the actual definition yeah. with a picture of my wife. It's on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> and I've wanted to take a picture every day and do like a time lapse and just put day one, day two, day three. She'd be furious. I know she would, but it, I think it'd be funny. Yeah. So yeah, or, I, or I like a live web webcam. Yeah, like oh, that's another thing I thought about doing doing a live webcam. 
but yeah, I'm a guy when you come home, I, I unpack right away. I, everything is put away. It's done. It's dirty. Like I've already washed my clothes. Yeah. They're clean. They're back in my, my drawer. I'm ready to rock and roll back to reality. That's the way it should be done. You yeah. know? Anyway, so we get home and uh, I'm unpacking my shit and this and this and that. And I go out to, uh, I got to get in my truck. I don't even have to go anywhere. So I hit my little key fob and it's not opening. I'm like, well, that's weird. So, and grandma's been at the house watching the dogs. So I'm like, maybe grandma's been partying in my truck. Yeah, off-roading. Yeah, she's like juiced out my battery or something. Like, so I went mudding. So, so, I, so I tried my other key fob. doesn't work. I'm like, oh. So I go next to the car. I open it up with my key. Old school. <laughs> and I put it in the ignition. Nothing's working. Battery's dead, obviously. I'm guessing. But I just got this battery replaced like four months ago, five months ago. This sucks. So I call my, my buddy Bill over the dealership. Uh, they take good care of me over there. And um, at Carl Black and uh, in Roswell. And I said, dude, fucking battery's dead. So, you know, he, t- he sent out a wrecker and they, they took it in and they did a whatever they needed to do, which was nice. But I'm like, son of a bitch, man. I went through eight days or seven. Well, yeah, seven days of perfect life for the most part. Like no black cloud whatsoever. Then I get back and it was kind of a pain in the ass because I needed my truck the next day. Thank God my daughter's 16 now and has a vehicle because uh, I had to use the little meep meep, you know, a little Jeep thing <laughs> um, because I had that product shoot. But you were out there. Oh, Thank yeah. you for coming out because um, I'm launching here in the next couple of weeks. Me and my silent partner, uh, I've come up with an invention that he's helped make it a reality. So we're launching this company. Uh, it's already launched, but the product has not launched publicly yet. It's for tennis players, definitely tennis clubs here in the next couple of weeks. So I needed a vehicle to get to that thing that we did with the video shoot and the pictures and all that stuff. And um, I'm driving the meat meep, you know, me, I'm here guys. So anyway, I think that's it, right? No more black clouds from Egypt. Uh, the only other one was uh, on my way back. I had a, a at-home test or COVID test that I brought with. Oh, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, and so uh, the guys all got them also. They're like 20 bucks, and we get there, and uh, the very last day, two of the guys went off to do something else, and uh, me and this other dude were at the, the hotel. We're like, we should probably crack open these tests and figure out how to do them because you got to get on your little phone on this app, and somebody has to watch you do it, and then they, they generate, a, uh, generate a report for you. So... We're doing this, and I get on, and I'm showing him my ID, and then I show him the test, and she goes, oh, you have the wrong test. You have the at-home test. You need the self-test. Why does the Egyptian lady sound like a valley girl from California? Oh, no, she was from here. Oh. Yeah, it was, it's an American company. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in Egypt now, yeah. but I'm originally from Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, okay. So the literally the only difference between the tests is one says little words at home and one says self, which you think they're kind of the same thing. Cause you're probably doing your self test at home typically, I guess, but yeah, I don't uh, understand what would be the difference of the testing. Process. The, the difference is the one company sponsors the proctoring of them watching you do the test uh, and the other one. So like if I, I just got it from Walmart, but you have to order this one specially from them, even though it's yeah. the same company, it just says different on there. Gotcha. So in Egypt, PCR test is like the the one that most everybody uses. It's the one that's more accurate, but it takes two, three days to get the results back. You didn't have two or three days. No. So we got to go around, you know, trying to find online. I'm, I'm like messaging my mom, like, hey, can you help me find a clinic that does 
uh, rapid tests in, in Egypt because it's <laughs> not not common and uh, found one. But it was like so. I mean, here they just they're giving them away basically. But there it was like one hundred and five dollars for a for a rapid test. And the PCR one is like 30 bucks, but yes, Nate, I found one. You go to pure greens. It's not Walgreens. It's like pyramid greens. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the shape of a pyramid. It's in the back, right next to the burkas, scarves and sandals. Yeah. <laughs> right there. <laughs> right there. You might need a membership. So use my phone number. I've already, I've already put in my information. They give you a big receipt, but it was like in stone. Yeah. It's giant. <laughs> it's like, thank you, sir. Just one item like CVS. You get that long ass receipt. Same thing in Egypt. It's just a template in here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be with you in three days. <laughs> <laughs> we have to chisel out your receipt. So they took that one, obviously, because yeah, yeah, you got home. Yeah, that one is fine. But yeah. So You're just pissed off you had to pay $100. Yeah, because I mean... The, both of these tests, whether it was the, the at home or the self, they both cost the same thing. They're like 20, 25 bucks. I just got the wrong one. And of course, I didn't realize it till I'm there. I thought that was going to be a huge issue traveling to the Bahamas because you're going out of the country and you got to come back in the country. Mm. They need a health visa, which is pretty easy to do. Got that. No problems at the airport. Um, then when you left, if you're there for five days, every five days, you got to take a test. And that. That's included for people that live there. Like they're every two days and they have to pay for it. So the drivers, the taxi cab drivers, they have to get tested every two days. And when they go up to the resorts, they have to show their test results. Wow. Yeah. Really, really strict. They are not letting you in or out. They kind of keep you, you know, in a, it's like a vacation. Like the NBA had a bubble. It's like a vacation bubble. So leaving, you know, we had to get our tests on day five and when you get there, they have all this signage where there's a QR code. Really simple. I mean, I hate to say it because, you know, it just sucks to do it, but it was actually really fairly simple. Um, you scan the QR code, you make your appointment, and then and then you go and you get tested. And I love getting nose banged. Uh, I've gotten COVID tested even when I didn't have symptoms just because I love the feeling of that giant swab up my nose hole. <laughs> It clears my sinuses out. It rejuvenates me. I feel great. I don't know why I'm the only one that likes it. But anyway, so I'm telling, you know, like, especially the my daughter and her her 16-year-old friend, I'm like, dude, this is great. You're going to love this shit. She's like, I hate this. I hate it. I'm like, no, nah, you're going to like it. So we get it. And then, you know, we went across the hall to have some breakfast. And I got a, a text. Says your results are ready. I clicked on the link. And bam. And then I just did a screenshot and saved it in my phone. And when we left, you just got to show them. Their- so it was pretty easy. Cool. You know, we didn't have to worry about, you know, I knew something was going to happen with that test. When you told me about that test, I just felt like something, it felt felt like you thought that you were smarter than the original game plan. Well, they take the test. I just bought the wrong one. I just needed to buy the one from the other company. I know, but you didn't have to buy that one. They would have supplied you with one, right? No. Like they didn't even do, they didn't do, and that was why we were having a hard time finding the test. They didn't do one at our hotel. They didn't do one at the Cairo airport. You had to just go and find one. Oh, shit. Yeah. So it was not as easy as I thought. It, and that's why I got that test. So I wouldn't have to deal with that. Oh, Bahamas. They got places all over the place. Yeah. Same with Mexico. It's everywhere. Leave the hotels have them. That's yeah. crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh, look again. Thanks to Lionware. Lion, L-I-O-N-W-E-A-R dot shop. Cool athletic clothes. Dudes from University of Alabama. They are a hustling. So if you want to buy some of those cool clothes, guys, girls, put in the code Bailey15, B as in boy, A-I-L-E-Y-1-5. 
get yourself a nice discount if you want to be a sponsor uh, for this podcast. It's really cheap. And we are looking currently for any and all sponsors to be a part of this fine program that's highly successful. It's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, yeah, I think I like doing the podcast better than the radio show. It just doesn't pay shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I get more feedback, positive feedback on this damn podcast than I do the radio show. <laughs> and they were like, you know, to be honest with you, I like the podcast better. <laughs> just some feedback. All right. Again, thanks for visiting JasonBailey.com or wherever you're downloading this podcast. Until next week. Bye. People have said it for years. Bailey, you have a black cloud hanging over you all the time. Now. There's a podcast to hear those dumbass stories of misery and triumph. Welcome to Bailey's Black Cloud Podcast. <laughs>